Steeler fans. Thanks for joining us for another Sunday edition of BTSC broadcast, We Run the North. I'm guest contributor to the BTSC podcast, Kevin Tate from the Know It All podcast. And today, I have a group of my guys with me. Uh, Tavon Johnson is a Baltimore Ravens fan and, and high, highly knowledgeable Baltimore Ravens. Mike Tate, Cleveland Browns fan, actually a cousin of mine. He's a Cleveland Browns fan and, and highly knowledgeable about Cleveland. And my boy from the Know It All podcast himself and Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Big G. Fellas, what's up, man? Tavon, tell us a little bit about yourself and your team. What you think, man? Hey, man. Um, how's everybody going? You know, um, I've been a Ravens fan since they got here from Cleveland back in 96. Um, you know, won a couple championships with <laughs> those Cleveland Browns and Hall of Fame GM Ozzie Newsom. So, uh, yeah, man. Um it's 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 uh it's a pleasure to be here in this podcast about we run the north because everybody know the Ravens run the north, but you know it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> hey man, thanks thanks for joining us and Mike Tate and, and if, if if I slip up and call him Andre because he's Michael Andre, and I always call him Andre. So <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Andre, even though you put your official name up on the you know on on the screen here. So Andre, man, let, let, tell us a little bit, bit about yourself and about your Cleveland Browns fans. I know you, I know you've been through it because y'all ain't never won in North. So, you know, tell us a little bit about how you feel. Hmm. Mike Tate, I've been a Cleveland Browns fan my whole life, forty some odd years. You know, get you some history, Baltimore. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm excited to 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 talk about uh, my Browns today amongst uh, some fellow uh, division. Uh, Teams and you know what it is. Let's go. Okay, thanks, man. And Big G. Last but not least, the Pittsburgh Steelers representing Pittsburgh Steelers for us. What's up, Big G? Man, y'all know what time it is with me and the Steelers. I've been rocking with them boys since 1977. I got the history down by law. Let's get it in. Let's talk some football and let's talk about the AFC North, which I think is the champions' division. By the way. What 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 do you think about the AFC North? I say I say it's the champions division. I think that uh, yeah, I I think the AFC North is the champions division. I mean, the AFC West made a big test in this off season. You know, you had uh, Russell Wilson join the Denver Broncos. You definitely had to upgrade a wide receiver with the Monte Adams Jordan, the, the Las Vegas. Kansas City is always that team out there. And when you say top to bottom, franchise, franchise, 53-man players, 53-man teams, there's nothing like the AFC North. You got to bring you got to bring your lunch bag every week to the AFC North game or you going home with an L-Dog. And not just an L-Dog, but an embarrassing L-Dog. Man, we ain't so, bringing you know, we, 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 no we, bags, man. We bringing lunch pails. Yeah, you better, bring pants, <laughs> you, better, you better bring it. You better bring it. You better bring your little brown paper sack. Don't don't put it on the ceiling. <laughs> but okay, fellas. So you know, today we just hey, talking ball. I'm bringing. This Joker keep freezing up. But look, yeah, I, I'm gonna kick it off, man. I'm gonna kick. Who who free? Who freezing yeah. up? You keep freezing up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't help it, man. It's the internet. I'm in Ohio. I think, I think, I think, the, I think the internet. But uh, might be I'll y'all talk a little bit until I get my internet jumping. You all right? But look, so you know, last week mm. we was on here and we talked about the uh, me and B Dirt. B Dirt couldn't make today. That's our Cincinnati Bengals resident resident fan and 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 person, go to person for the you know for this podcast. He couldn't make it today. Had to be at work in Chicago, take a play in Chicago. But uh, you know, last week me and him went over the defensive in the in the division, and today we're gonna talk about the offenses in the AFC North. And I agree with Big G and and Tavon and Andre and I all talk, you know, off camera about how tough the division is. We don't think there really is no in any bad team in the division. So you know, today we're just gonna try and break down the offenses. We're gonna talk about each offensive position group. Or the, or the starters anyway. We're talking about the quarterback, the running backs, the offensive line, and the receiving group, tight ends and receivers. So, you know, we'll start it out. I mean, we usually start out with the last place team first. 
ordinarily that would be Cleveland. But if we're going off last year, that would be the Baltimore Ravens. So, Tavon, <laughs> we're going to come to you, man. All right. What do you what like what? What do you expect from the, from the Ravens offense this year? What what do you expect from Lamar Jackson? I saw I saw a, a picture in a video of Lamar Jackson working out, and dude is ripped. Yeah, dude, he's pretty jacked. He's pretty jacked. pounds of, of, of muscle, right? And you can see it. And I well, think and, and I and I think that will help in help him in the running game for sure. He won't get hurt, but will it help him in his passing game? You go ahead and take it over, Tavon. From what I've what I've seen, um, you know, some highlights of him uh, throwing the ball, he's throwing a tighter spiral. Um, you know, last year or pretty much his whole career, you know, his his balls haven't always been the most um, pretty. You know, but I noticed that like the muscle, because I was worried the muscle would uh, you know take away from his game a little bit. But it looks mm-hmm. like um, his passes are more accurate. Um, he he just looks in tune. So I mean I'm I'm expecting a big year from Lamar. I mean, um, if if I had to rank the quarterbacks, you know, I would probably put Joe Burrow ahead of him, um, just off of what Joe Burrow showed last year. But um, I think that Lamar would you know retake the mantle, and I'm looking for him to pretty much have a uh, another simulation or duplication of his Pro Bowl 2000 MVP season. I think he ready. He's that prime to um, take the next step. And uh, like last year, you know, Baltimore, we it's, it's well documented. We went through um, unprecedented, catastrophic injuries, more than the history of the NFL. No, no team had ever been that many players on uh, injured reserve. But uh, we still got to eight and three. And um, then, you know, we kind of went downhill, which in some ways kind of scared me a little bit about this season um, with because, uh, you know, pretty much that downhill skid started with um, that game in Miami where um, uh, I don't know if anybody pay attention because, like you said, the Ravens not the team. But, you know, it's pretty much Mike Flores, head coach of the um, uh Miami Dolphins. Yeah, our our, 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 our our new defensive assistants. We got something for y'all, but go ahead. Which, 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 which you know, circles back to my, <laughs> my nervousness about this year. And, you know, Tomlin, I give I give Tomlin, like, mad props. That dude is a um, Hall of Fame coach, um, um, never had a losing season, and um, he's, 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 he's a smart man. And when he picked up Blind Flores, I was like, oh, snap. I already knew what he was thinking, you know, because pretty much uh, the Dolphins single-handedly um, uh, started the downward spiral of our season last year with that zero blitz that um, Lamar Jackson's still trying to figure out. So um, with all that being said, I'm expecting big things from Lamar this year, but um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I had a little bit of nerves about the Steelers being the team to pick up Brian Flores. That did not go unnoticed. Right. Hey, I got a question. I got a question about Lamar Jackson. How hard is it to pick up the zero blitz? It's single eye safety. Definitely. It's one, it's one read. It's one Definitely. read. Single eye safety. So what's, what's the problem? Um, if I had, to, if I had to speculate, it's, um, it's, it's, it's Lamar. It's, it, it come down to Lamar thinking I'm better than you. And, you know, it's it's simple, you know, because when our backup Huntley went in, you know, he was able to figure out the zero blitz. So nobody right. used it against him. But um, to me, what I noticed, it was just, God darn it, I'm better than you. And I'm going to force this ball in here. And sometimes you just got to move on. You know, you got to take what the defense give you. And I think that was the problem with Lamar. He wasn't content to take what the defense was giving him. And that was, you know, that was the predicate of all his troubles last year. Mm. Mm. I got I got another question about Baltimore, right? So, you know, I, I'm a football – I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but I'm a football fan, period. Mm-hmm. And I pay attention to drafts, rosters, and every, everything else. I said this on our Know It All podcast show that the Baltimore Ravens don't draft like traditional NFL teams. They drafted to where at some point they can put three and four tight ends on the field, right? Mm -hmm. 
So that that's typically called 13 and 14 personnel. Does the Baltimore Ravens or does the head coaching staff actually believe that 13 and 14 personnel can lead them to the Super Bowl? Do they actually believe it? Well, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you got to think who's the um, architect of it is um, Greg Roman. And Greg Roman got to the Super Bowl with the uh, 49ers using that same technique, um, using that same scheme. I mean, they did, they lost to the Ravens. You know, that's how it go. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we definitely think we can get to the Super Bowl using that um, scheme. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay, so, Andre, I'm going to come to you now. Mr. Cleveland Brown. So what what like what are you expecting from from the Browns quarterback position? I mean, we don't know what do you think will happen with Deshaun Watson, first of all? What do you think will happen there? Well, first of all, let me say Baker's gone. You know, as an Oklahoma <laughs> fan. I, I wasn't a fan of him playing for Cleveland, but Baker's gone. I'm glad to see that uh that out of our locker room. Uh now on when you, when you, when, when you when you say that out of your locker room, what was Baker bringing to the locker room? I mean, once 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 we signed Deshaun Watson, it was a wrap. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it was it was gonna so, be messy. It was gonna be messy. Right, right, right. So uh, you know, the longer you kept kept Baker in the in the locker room, and with all these rumors of him being, you know, childish or whatever was going on, I wasn't there. So I don't know. I'm just reading. You know, he had to go. So uh, you know, I appreciate him for what he did, though. Uh, but you know, time to move on now. On to our current quarterback situation. You know, we picked up Deshaun Watson. Um, and uh, Jacoby Brissett, right? Um, I actually like Jacoby Brissett over Deshaun Watson. There's a high Right, right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. In a vacuum. <laughs> no, no. Bear with me. Bear with me, killer. So, nine times out of ten, if you ask me to pick Deshaun Watson over Jacoby Brissett, I'm going to pick Deshaun Watson. But given the situation right now, what's going on with Deshaun Watson, I think Jacoby Brissett was a great pick for us to – our contingency plan to play. He's a big quarterback. He fits well in our division, which Baker Mayfield didn't. Jacoby Brissett was 6'4", 235, 240. So, you know, for our division, he is is a – Good pick. He's got solid. What, what is he? Seven years in the NFL. Yeah. 30, 35 plus 35, 40 games started. You know, got a solid resume. I think he's a good um, fill in for whenever Deshaun Watson gets in. Um, until we figure out what's going on with Deshaun Watson, we, we all know that a suspension is pretty much inevitable. But how long? Mm. We don't know. Um, you know, but but our our quarterback situation is murky, especially in our division, where you know, you know, looking at the our our schedule, our schedule and the game and teams we play. Like I think it is, it's about ten of our seventeen games, and I don't think the ten actually the ten may include our, our division games. Ten mm-hmm. of those teams are a top fifteen defenses, to include Miami. We got to play them, even though you know Brian Flores is in Pittsburgh, but that's you know Pittsburgh. That's two games right there, you know, we're going to have to keep our head on the swivel. So um, our quarterback room is very traditionally Cleveland right now, a little murky, you know what I'm saying? So, but I believe we made some moves that'll kind of help us, you know, navigate this minefield, which is the, uh, which is our division. Okay. Uh, and, 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 mm-hmm. and I like, I like Jacoby Brissett. I think, I think he might be one of the best backups in the league. Absolutely. I mean, if you're one of the best backups, and that means you're you're at least considered one of the one of the lower tier starters, but still a starter rating. You know what I mean? You might mm-hmm. not be top ten, top fifteen, but you could be in the top twenty four to thirty two. And I think Jacoby Brissett might be that. Mm-hmm. You 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 were gonna say Big G, I'm great coming to you about the Pittsburgh quarterback situation. No, I was just gonna ask him a question about the the quarterback room and just the overall tone of the Cleveland Browns franchise right now. You know what the with the un- unknown, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Do you feel that like if Brissett doesn't show what he needs to show um, in the training camp, do you possibly go and trade for like a Jimmy Garoppolo to bring a guy in who can, who you know, definitely can get a team to the uh, championship game and or the Super Bowl because he's already proven it twice. 
No, I, I don't think so. Um, I think we got a solid number three quarterback in Dobbs. Um, I don't know if you know anything about him, but I mean, I, I think he's I mean, he's an ex Stiller. I know all about right. Him. He's an That's what I'm, I'm yeah. being funny, right? So, yeah. excuse me. I you know I think that that he's a I mean he, he's a solid stopgap. Uh, you know I'm I'm putting all my cards on Jacoby Brissett though. I I think as long as he stay upright, which when we get to the offensive line, we'll talk about that. You know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be all right to hopefully survive the. You know, I'm 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 hoping at at the the most six game suspension. Um, hmm. Hope maybe less, but you know, I, you know, but we'll see. Um, survive that, and you know, depending on how Deshaun Watson, you know, assimilates to this the fancy offense, uh, I think he'll be well do well with it, considering uh, his capabilities and what he likes to do. You know, he's a he's a tight end. The fancy's an RPO guy. So and you know, our running backs is, you know, second to none. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to come to him. We're going to I know. I, I, I don't have much to say about it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's, All right, big, big, big G. What's, what, what's your take on the Steelers quarterback situation, man? What are you expecting? The sky's the limit, man. I mean, I'm just really honest. I think that Mitch Trubisky is probably the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. But I think that there's going to be a fight and a battle for that stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Why would you say Mitch Trubisky is underrated when he got cut from Chicago? He's a backup in Buffalo. Never did anything in Buffalo. He sat behind Josh Allen. We hope he learned something as a Steelers fan. But why would you say he's underrated? Look at Mitch Trubisky's overall record over the, since the last three years, and he had trash coaching in Chicago. <laughs> He put up – look, hey, I bet money that Mr. Trubisky got a better record than Jacoby Brissett. I bet money on that. I put money on that. that, he, probably, that Mitch, he, he, he probably – he has more stars. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky's career record is 29-21. He has a correct. better career record than Deshaun Watson. Correct. But, correct, but, but, he does. But nobody in the division is touching Lamar Jackson in quarterback bars winning records go. Correct, correct. But that's what I said. I mean, the comparison was between Jacoby Brissett and Mr. Bisky. So if I say the starter, he's probably the most underrated quarterback in the division. But I really don't believe that he's going to have an opportunity to start. I really do believe flat out that Pickett is going to go in, win the job week one. Similar to a guy that we just retired at quarterback by the name of Ben Roethlisberger and could possibly pull off one of those rookie seasons that we haven't seen since Ben Roethlisberger, who, oh, by the way, as a rookie quarterback, went 14-1 and in the NFL. I'm not saying he'll go 14-1, but I really do believe he can lead us to the playoffs because we have the most explosive young offense in the entire NFL. I think wow. so much. Wow. They don't, they don't know nothing about it. They don't know anything about it. When you got a kid like George Pickens lining up, Chase Claypool actually got a guy that can throw a go route. De Deontay Johnson, as long as he don't drop the ball in the slot and you can put the full pantalum of the offense that should have been ran last year, how can you run an RPO offense and your quarterback can't move? Now you got an RPO quarterback uh, offense where the quarterback can do whatever he wants to do. So I wouldn't be shocked about anything that goes great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm calling it now, division champs, division champs right now. I'm looking hey, totally what you're looking hey, at. Hey, Pittsburgh is that one. Hey, for, for, for everybody that don't know, on the Know It All podcast, Big G is the king of the hot take, king of just saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> so so he's he he's just in, in in his own in his own character right now. This who, is who he is. I, who's I, better? I, so who's better than us? I mean, realistically, hey. Joe Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is that thing. But as well as I know, look at the last sophomore slumps and junior slumps that goes on for those teams that make the Super Bowl and what they do the next year. Te teams is a copycat league. They're not going to sit down and let Jamar Chase just run single high go routes the whole freaking game. They're not doing that. They're going to put a safety over the top. They're going to make somebody else beat them. And I don't. I ain't sold on the Bengals defense. So, so what? What we talking about as far as the Steelers are just as good as anybody in the division. Anybody. <sighs> Hope y'all play Mitchell Trubisky because I agree with you a thousand percent about it. <laughs> I agree with you a million percent. I hope y'all start Mitchell Trubisky because because that boy is gonna be a problem for a long. Kenny Pickett time. is a big problem. He's a big problem. Okay. Look, right. Look. Look. look, look. I, I like Kenny Pickett. I get I get a lot of poor man's Joe Burrow out of him, man. Since nobody's here to talk about the Bengals, I'm just gonna say real quick. 
Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the division, and Jamar Chase is probably the best receiver in the division. And we'll we'll, we'll just we'll just gloss over them, the Bengals, because B Dirt's not here. But we're going we're at least going we're at least going you know reference them briefly. But right now I want to go back to Tavon, and we're going to talk about the offensive line real quick. So mm. Tavon, what's up with the offensive line? Then you you guys drafted the uh the real big kid from Minnesota, like the, I think they call him Mount something. He's like 6'9", 375 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's his name, Big G? You remember? Lele. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, is he is he gonna start it? What's up with y'all? Y'all getting um uh, Ronnie? What's his name back? Right, Ronnie. Um, Stanley. Yeah, we should Stanley. get Stanley back. But okay. um, for for Lele, I wouldn't expect to. I mean, you're right. He's a he's a big mountain of a man, but I wouldn't expect to see him. And he's a he's a he's a project. Um, you know, you we drafted him solely off of um physical stature. And uh I wouldn't be I I wouldn't expect to see, I mean, he he won't be a practice squad guy. He's too good to try to stash on a practice squad. So he's gonna make the 53 man roster, but he probably is don't expect to see him suited up on game day. Okay. But um, you know, the the big thing is uh the center we drafted, uh Linderbaum out of Iowa. Linderbaum. Starter, starter, great, great pick. Um, he's he's a little smaller than um you know typical Ravens offensive lineman, but you know, uh, a GM that 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 um that I that I listened to um online said you know what his tape don't lie. So you know whatever you whatever you don't like about his measurables, just look at the tape. And so he played clean. His tape is clean. Um. I think uh, him and Lamar Jackson. I mean, because if 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 I if I had a dollar for every time the center threw the ball over Lamar Jackson's head last year, and you know he got sacked, and I mean that's how he got hurt a lot of times. Um, um, the center center play last year wasn't that great. Um, we had um, Ronnie, uh, not Ronnie Stanley, uh, Villanueva from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, yeah. He was done. He was done two years ago, and we trotted him out there to that's, play left tackle. That's why we let him go. Yeah, you're Big right. Mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. But um, we got a free agent, uh, uh, Morgan Moses, um, and uh, he looks pretty good, athletic. Um, the center, uh, Kevin Zeitler, I think we got him from Cleveland. He's been He's been stellar since we uh, – I think he played the Giants in Cleveland. He's been stellar since he got here. Um, if we can get Stanley back on at left tackle, Morgan Moses at right tackle, Kevin Zeitler at guard, Linda Baum at center, and um, I think our other guard is probably going to be um, Patrick McCurry, who played left tackle for us a lot last year. So the offensive line play this year should be very much improved based on you know versus last year. So um. I, I'm expecting. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a Ravens fan, but you know, I'm 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 honest. Uh, the line this year looks a lot better than the line last year, but it's all dependent if we can get Ronnie Stanley back. Okay, okay, yeah, and and and, and, and Baltimore's line has to be probably his strength. I, I don't know. You tell me. I'd say his strength has to be the run blocking because that's that's what they want to do, right? I'm not, I'm not saying they can't pass protect, but if they break down in pass protection, you got Lamar Jackson back there that can kind of extend some plays. Yeah, but the the players that we had playing um, last year, like 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 I said, Villanueva, he couldn't move. Um, he was mm-hmm. a statue. People went around him, over him, through him, over him, underneath him. Um, if we can just get some solid play out of the offensive line, it's it's gonna be scary. Uh, you know, last year we had the ARP running back crew, Le'Veon Bell, um, was the guy from um, <laughs> from uh, Atlanta, um, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman, and uh, we had one other old dude, um, the dude Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray, and I mean, it was it was pathetic to watch. It was hard to watch, you know. And so, you know, if we can just get some explosiveness in the backfield that we didn't have last year, because when it's one thing when you look back there and all you have to worry about is Lamar, you know. But if you look back there and you got to worry about J.K., 
You got to worry about Gus Edwards coming downhill. I mean, mm-hmm. Gus Edwards, um, besides uh, Chubb in Cleveland, only two de- dudes to lead uh, the league with five yards rushing their first three years in the league. Five, mm-hmm. I mean, five yards a pop. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, you know, for Gus Edwards, people, a lot of people don't know about Gus Edwards, but they know about Nick Chubb. Well, Gus Edwards, he matches Nick Chubb in that yards per carry. So we didn't have we didn't have our thunder or our lightning last year. And not, we got same, not, the, not, not, not the same sample size though. Nick Chubb get the ball 20, 25 times a game. Gus Edwards might get it 10 to 12 times a game. So I, I agree with you. I mean yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's definitely a good inside runner and he, he he will rip off five to ten real quick. But I'm just saying when compared Nick Chubb is a pro bowler, Gus right. Johnson don't don't get enough work to be a pro bowler. Not that he couldn't be. He just right. don't get the work, which 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 is kind of like you know um, last year because if, if y'all if y'all know how the Ravens went down with injuries last last year, it was like three ACLs in the same practice. You know, um, uh, 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 Dobbins tore his, and and so immediately you start thinking, well, we're gonna get to see what Gus Edwards can do with the full load, and then pop Gus Edwards tear his, and hey. then pop um, hey, uh, Patrick hey. Peterson tear his. All in the same practice. That's hey, crazy. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 Tavon, your boy, your boy Q, who I know also is a Ravens fan, said, said Freeman didn't do too bad though. Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> but okay, well, he didn't do too good either. <laughs> right, right, right. Andre, we're gonna come to you, man. Now, this the Browns for the past couple of years have had a top five to top three offensive of line in the league. Are, I, I believe they, they lost J.C. Treader to center? Correct. Mm. Okay, so what, what's that line going like this year? I mean, so I, I'm, I'm actually concerned with our line. Maybe not the interior mm. portion. I still believe the interior portion of our line is, is by far, even with the, the loss of J.C. Treader, we picked up Nick Harris. Um, so uh, interior-wise, I think we're good, right? It's the, it's the, the outside, our tackles, that I think is going to be an issue. Even with Jedrick Willis, we, we got a uh, – The first uh, pick from Alabama. Correct, correct. Right. But both of them, in my opinion, have, you know, you got injury issues with them. And in our division where, you know, you're going you're gonna to work every game, every game you're going to have somebody busting you in the mouth. And we got two question marks. Even though Conklin's a pro bowler, Jacob Will, uh, uh, uh excuse me, uh, Wills is a goddamn on mountain, but their durability is what's going to get us, you know. And and uh, you know, interior wise, Bar Barner, we're, we're, we're the best hands down in the division. Interior wise, but on the outside, I think we got some problems. You know, we got a uh, we got solid backups and uh and uh, what's his name, Chris Hubbard, I think his name is. Uh, Steeler too. Right, right. Say again. I know I said Chris Hubbard used to be a Steeler also. Correct. So. And I mean, we got some, you know, some backups. I don't, I don't know the name right at the hand. You know, I'm the offensive guy, so I don't know the the line like that. But a couple solid backups. Well, who's uh, who, 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 who's replacing Treader, the center? Who's coming in the Super Bowl oh, center? Nick Harris. Nick Harris. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you know, he's a solid starter, and we got a uh, we got the backup, or actually, we got the guy we just drafted from Texas Tech. Who, uh, what is his name? I can't remember his name. But play some solid center down at Texas Tech. And, uh, you know, again, our, our interiors, I don't think, I think, we, I think we're good on the interior line. It's just our, our tackles that we don't have some problems with. But, but still, Edge rushers are going to give us a problem, give us a fit. But still, you have two two fairly high pedigree tackles. Conklin, like you said, former Pro mm-hmm. Bowl. I believe he's from Michigan State, I believe. Uh-huh. Or Michigan, I could be wrong. And and Wills is from Alabama, and he was like a top ten pick, I think. And I know he's first round pick. Okay, right. but so I mean, I think. Look, I think look, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, look at Conklin. I mean, when, when's the last time he played a whole season? I mean, it's got to right. be three years, two, three, two to three years. I, I he hasn't played a whole season. He's been banged up. He didn't, he didn't finish out last season. He didn't finish the year before that. I mean, obviously he's a pro bowler. He's he's solid when he's healthy, but can we keep him healthy? Somebody somebody mm-hmm. thinks you know your stuff, Dre. 
I don't know who oh, that might be. I don't know. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, Big G. Big G, real, real quick, man, before you get into the steel positions, real quick about the steel offensive line, man. What you what, what you see happening, what you think? Well, I just want to say this real fast. Bar none, the AFC North has the best offensive lines in the, all of football. And I really do believe if all offensive lines stay healthy, every last one of the teams could produce a 12 to 1,400-yard rusher. Legitimately, every last one of those teams could have a running back, one single running back that could get 12 to 1400 yards easily because of the strength wow. is in the offensive line. Oh, I mean, I, oh, J, oh, JK oh, Thomas, <laughs> JK Thomas could get 12 to 1400, Nick Chubb could get 12 to 1400, Harris could get 12 to 1400, Joe Mixon could get 12 to 1400, but straight up, straight uh, up. J.K. Dobbins is going to be sharing with Gus Edwards. Nick Chubb is going to share with Kareem Hunt. So J.K. Dobbins can get 12 to 1,400 yards easy. As a unit, yeah. as they could get 1,500 as two running backs. I got you. I, I, think JK, I think J.K. could get 12 by itself. Born injury. 1,200 yards <laughs> is not – when you're playing a 17-game schedule, 1,200 yards <laughs> is not a lot of yards. We're talking about 75, 70 to 75 yards a game. That's not a lot. That is not a lot. Right. So I, I believe to, in totality, as far as top to bottom in the division, we have, uh, as all of football, we have the best offensive lines in football if they stay healthy. Now, switching gears, talking about the Steelers, we had to revamp. I mean, our offensive line last year was there, there's no speed. They was trash. They, they was they were they was beyond they was, they was, they was, up for positions. Okay, yeah. They was hot trash. That's Pittsburgh off of the line last year. Right, right. Correct, okay. correct. I mean, but uh, I some of that is the line. Some of it was Roethlisberger holding the ball too long, and some of it was you switched to an RPO offense with a statue for a quarterback. So right, it, right. it was a combination of, of, of across the board. But I did like what we did in the free agency in the offseason. I liked our pickup from Chicago. I like our pickup from Minnesota. James Daniels, Mason Cole. Yeah, for real. But I, but I definitely like the fact that you could buy a guy who like Kenny Green, who was sort of suspect last year, <coughs> who is now in, in, on the second team. He's not a starter now, so Green could come in and play the center and or guard positions, and which gives us he health and depth. Because one thing that we all know, even though it's like Fantasyland to believe that all your starters are going to make it through all 17 games. The realistic part is that you're going to have offensive linemen, one or two, go down for a couple of games. So you could have a great starting five, but do you have the seven and eight offensive line rotation that can keep you in playoff contingency, and then when the end of the season comes together, the offensive line is totally healthy. If you look at the last five Super Bowl winners, their offensive line, has been 100% healthy when it came time to show. You give the Bengals a healthy offensive line in the Super Bowl, that's a different game. You give Pat Mahomes a healthy offensive line, Kansas City against Tampa Bay, that's a different game. So your offensive line has got to be able to hold up through the duration of the season. So I, li I like the fact that what the Steelers did to build depth through picking up free agency. You know, I, I like it. So, 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 Big G, from the starting five, I'll give you mine. You tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. I got Mason Cole at center. Correct. I got James Daniel at right guard. Correct. With Chooks at right tackle. Yep, I agree. And on the other side, I got Kevin Dotson at left guard. Correct. And I got last year's rookie, Dan Moore. I think Dan Moore's going to be really good. He's, That's my starting he's, five. Okay. So we, we, we yeah. see it the same way. I think Dan Moore, I mean, go ahead and let him play. He started, he started 16 games last year as a fourth-round rookie. Yeah, and he showed I, enough. He showed enough that he deserves another chance at 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 at, at uh, keeping that job. Yeah, all, all the linemen are going to look different because you have two quarterbacks that can run. That they, they not only can run, they they have the ability. I, I love the RPO game, but when you can get outside of the pocket and literally throw the ball, all the offensive line needs to a lineman needs to do is extend the the, the pocket for a second. If they can just push the guy off and push him over to the sideline, you ain't got to roadblock the guy. Yeah, just being, stay between being, you and the quarterback. You know, being, being, being spoken by a former Division One offensive lineman. 
Oh, for real, for real, for real. Play Division <laughs> I, One football. I know you and, know, man. And, and that's 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 the goal of football, you know. So I I really do believe, hands down, the the offensive line play is going to be better across the board. But you know, people can say our line is trash. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying I think, it. I think I think last year, and I'm gonna be real quick so we can get the skill position. I think last year Kendrick Green was overwhelmed at center. <clears throat> they played him anyway. I don't think Trey Turner had he he, he been lost it like 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 Tavon said about uh Villanueva. Trey Turner had been lost it, and he we put him in last year because DeCastro retired last minute, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I think Chooks is gonna be better. Chooks, this is gonna be his fifth year starting, and he's only twenty four years old. He I mean he he's about to hit his prime in the next couple years, and so yeah. people complain about that contract. But really, when you're projecting out uh, his growth and development and what and what starting tackles cost, he's gonna be a bargain by the time you know we get into that contract. Yeah. So that's my take on Steel Line. So now we're gonna get into let's talk about the running backs real quick. And I'm gonna go to the, the person I think who's the who's the, the uh team that's the best running backs in the division. So Andre, we'll come to you. Oh, you knew I was coming to you. <laughs> I already knew it. <laughs> so yeah, so uh Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, man, that's a that's a beastie one-two punch, man. What do you what do you like about those guys, and what are you expecting from them this year? I mean, what is there not to like about it? As long as our line can stay healthy, our interior line is, is tops in the division. We got the two top running backs in our division, arguably the two top running backs in our division. Um, I, I mean, I don't have much to say. We it'll be the same thing from last year. We're gonna freaking run it down your freaking gullets mm. <laughs> and make you play hard nosed. Football, that's it. I mean, Baltimore, take it away. I don't understand. You can have Baltimore. It's your time. <laughs> now, I mean, I agree. Um, you know, you got to to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, that's Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, hands down. Um, I think Gus Edwards and um, um, JK, 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 Ohio State Dobbins, <laughs> JK, Ohio State Dobbins. <laughs> I think, you know, if it's somebody that's going to take them down, it's going to be them too. You know, I mean, Joe Mixon, you know, give him his respect. He, you know, he's a solid uh, running back. Um, and, and same thing with Najee Harris. Uh, just that, um, they're by themselves. Yeah, they by themselves. And, and, and I feel like Najee Harris hit the wall, the rookie wall at towards the end of last year. Um, that that's just that was my personal take, you know, watching them play because you know I, I definitely picked them up on some daily fantasy here and there, but you know towards the end of the season, you know, it was, it was just like he was out of gas, you know what I'm saying? And everybody was you looked and then you had like four or five people on his back, so um, I would definitely go with you know Kareem and Nick number one, but um, J.K. and Gus a close second. Hmm. Hmm. Big G, what do you think about the Steelers running back? But I, 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 I want your take on this comment by John Webb right here. Okay. He said he can't block for the quarterback if you don't know where he's at. That halfback option quarterback won't get it done in the NFL. Mr. John Webb, you must not have been watching football over the last two, three years because professional football can only use what collegiate football gives them. Collegiate football plays 11 personnel, one high running back, RPO, zone read in the league. Half the quarterbacks in the NFL are that now. So now you have to switch your game. And I think once a lot of Steeler fans are on that traditional Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, guy stands stands in the pocket as a statue. Those days in the NFL are over. Tom Brady is the last dinosaur. So so he, he you have to get used to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He, but he can't run, but he still runs an RPO set. Yeah. So, so the issue is, you know, th- that that's my response to it. Now, the, the the thing about the Steelers running back, I think Najee Harris has an opportunity to win the NFL's most improved player this year, and I really do believe that Najee Harris has an opportunity to be first team All Pro NFL. I think he can legitimately rush for anywhere between twelve and fourteen yard hundred yards out of the backfield. I think he can legitimately get four to 600 yards receiving out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So I think Najee has that opportunity to be something really special. And to be honest, Najee Harris m- could go down possibly as a top one or two Pittsburgh Steelers running back in NFL history based on the pace that he's on now. Because Najee Harris is really that guy. 
He okay. said, what quarterback won the Super Bowl the last five years or more? Okay, Tom Brady won it. Pat Mahomes won it. Uh, uh, Matt Stafford run it. Matt Stafford and Pat Mahomes are definitely RPO quarterbacks. Tom Brady runs an RPO set. Um, who else do you want to talk about to win the Super Bowl? Because the, that, the days of – look who was in the AFC Championship games. Look look who was in the semifinal games. The John only statues – Yep, the only statues left. The only statue left is Tom Brady, and he runs the RPO set. Everybody runs 11 personnel, three wide, one tight. You move the safety. Whatever way the safety does goes, you run the opposite way. That's how the NFL plays because that's how college football is played. So, And if you look at the next string of quarterbacks that's coming, they're the same way. Okay. So John, John Webb's been very opinionated with us. Sounds sound like he's – he, he still likes the pocket QBs. And I think you got to be able to play from the pocket, but you also got to be able to throw off platform and play outside the pocket too. So that's that's my opinion on that. So now – Hey, just FYI, Matt Stafford had 11 completions in the Super Bowl last year that was outside of the pocket, including seven catches to Cooper Cup, who was the Super Bowl MVP. And, and, and Mac Jones has some mobility. I mean, way more mobility than what Ben Roethlisberger had in year 18 last year. Mm. But, uh, okay, so now, real quick, we're going to talk about these the, uh, the receivers. So we're going to talk about the tight end and the wide receivers both at the same time. I'm going to let you guys give your takes on your team. So, Andre, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to say this. The Browns got rid of Odell. Odell went to the Rams and got him a Super Bowl. And had, I think he had like five touchdowns in eight games with the Rams last year. It was probably his way to Super Bowl MVP had he not got hurt before halftime. And then you guys got rid of Jarvis Landry. You got rid of uh, Hopper, Hooper, Hooper, the tight end. Yep, yep. Austin Hooper's gone. You bring in Amari Cooper from Dallas. Yeah, okay. I mean, and he, he's good, don't get me wrong, but now you tell me. I felt like the Browns' offense was more scary with Odell out there and Jarvis Landry out there then it will be with Amari Cooper. Now, granted, maybe you have a better quarterback with Deshaun Watson, so that improves the receiver play across the board. I don't know. But what do you think about the receiver positions in Cleveland? All right, well, let me start with the tight end position. Austin Hooper is gone, as you said, and, and right now we got David Njoku and Harrison Bryant. Um, of the two, even though David Njoku is a freaking specimen of a football player. David Njoku got the bag. He got the bag, too. Right, right, right. I feel that Harrison Bryant is going to be the one that the, the one that that wrecks shop for our, in our mm. tight end room. I think mm. David Njoku, yeah, visually, you know, he looks like a big, but fundamentally, well, I don't say fundamentally. You, you can't count him as run blocking. You can't. You barely count him on count him as pass. You really can't count him as pass blocker. Or Harrison Bryant, by far, is the most complete tight end that we have in our in our freaking uh uh. Tight end room. I'm trying to read the comments. I like, I'm I like, sorry. I like, I like him. He he's from he's from some small college in Florida, but he was he he, he was he was really uh, a good tight end in college. Right, right, right. He was a beast. I I like him a lot. I think that he'll have a better season than Njoku. Um, mm. uh, a lot of Njoku's. Con- well, I take it back. He is he fully guaranteed on everything. I can't remember the, the details of the contract, but. I think when it's all said and done, Harrison Bryant will definitely be the leading tight end in our freaking uh, – Harrison, Harrison, uh, Harrison Bryant was from Florida Atlantic, picked in the fourth round. There you go. So he was, he, um, he was a John Mackey Award winner in college. Thank you. That's, and that's, and that's, that's what I was going to get to next. So – and then our receiver room. I mean, we picked up we, – we lost Odell. We lost um, Jarvis um, and, and a couple other receivers. We picked up Amari Cooper – and uh, th- these these right here are our our receiving core is our biggest question mark. Amari Cooper, he's put up solid numbers. He's a number. He's a number one receiver hands down. But is he going to be a number one receiver in this division? That's my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. One, you know this this is this Amari Cooper comes from you know he's from the left coast that that old S O F capital T. 
football out there. We're playing <laughs> hard-nosed football. We got safeties that's going to take your head off every game, every game. And if you look back at it, some of the past games Amari Cooper's played, he is a no-show when he got pressured or just just, just smacked on. When, so, when, I, feel, I feel like that with Amari Cooper, when the game gets physical and the weather, right. gets, cold, and the weather gets cold. Right. So – you know, in our division, I mean, in our division, do I think Amari Cooper is, you know, we'll see. I, I hope so. But, you know, you can poop in one hand and hope and wish in the other and see which one fills up first, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> on the other side of Amari Cooper, we got Jonathan People-Jones. That's it. I love, no, you, know, you, got, you, got, you got the kid, Anthony Swartz. Here's a rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That, that's – that's the, and then after him, our number three who could possibly take the cap off of defense is Swartz. Mm. Our receiver room, we got 11 receivers in the receiver room. Five of them are rookie, two or as it was, yeah, 11, five of them are rookies, and we only drafted two of those rookies. Like, we, you know, we, we, hey, maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and, you know, have a, a Cincinnati Bengal breakout rookie seasons or something like that. I don't know. But as of right now, looking at us on paper, we're in trouble. We're in mm. serious trouble. Our quarterback room is in turmoil. We got, we're going to have to rely heavily on our tight ends. We got, we, got two, we got one tight end that could be a beast. He could be the next Shannon Sharp if he get his hands together. We got mm. uh, Harrison Bryant, who is I, – I, again, I think he's going to be the best tight end in our in our group, we got a a, 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 a in Swartz, um, a second year a speedster to take the take the tap or four cap two, off the defenses. Four two two forty, four two two forty for Swartz. Right, right, right. So yeah, but but you know, I, I it's just too many question marks in our receiver room. We it's just it's too many question marks in our skill positions. We got solid running backs. Okay, tight ends, questionable receiving cores, you know. So, I'm I'm concerned. I really am. I really mm. am. Okay. Mm. So, what was but Tavon? Come to you, man. That's what I really want to know. What's Baltimore guy receiver, man? I know that y'all got a tight end and Mark Mark Andrews, but like, who y'all throwing to? Rashad Bateman. I know that's I don't know nobody else that's a Baltimore receiver besides Rashad Bateman. So, I mean, like you said, you know, you. You mentioned Mark Andrews. He's like out. He's like out starting receiver. I mean, dude had 1,300 yards receiving last year from the tight end position. He arguably the best tight end in the league. Arguably. Yeah, no, he's um, top, he top, top three. I probably would say you got Kittle. I put Kittle in there. Or I got to put Kels in there. Then you talk about Waller and Andrews and that next, you know, that, that they, 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 he top five, definitely. But well, I mean, he was top one last year. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, <laughs> last year. Okay, he, he gets all the targets. Y'all don't got no receivers. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. But um, like you said, you mentioned Rashad Bateman. Um, he's uh, you know, he's gonna be the number one for us this year. Uh, we got this kid, Devin Duvernay, um, Pro Bowl mm-hmm. punt returner for us from Texas. Uh, from Texas. From Texas, exactly. Hook them horns. Yeah. <laughs> He four four three speed. Um, we're going to try to get him out there, see if we can do some things in the um, um, you know in the, in the yak game. See if we can because um, some of the things uh, we wanted Hollywood to do last year. Um, you know, we would he would he would if Hollywood caught the ball, he would lay down, or if he caught the ball, or he wouldn't catch the ball. He he either wouldn't catch the ball, or he would catch the ball and lay down. So we we. I think we envisioned Devin Duvernay kind of like a, a poor man's Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and um, expect to see him in that role this year. Um, you know, as far as moving motion uh, jet sweeps and uh, we're going to use them that. And then we got this kid, James Prochet uh, from SMU. You know, he's been like, you know, any anybody else Raven fan been watching this cat for the past um, two preseason catch everything that comes his way, but then he never gets on the field. So, um, like I said, Hollywood addition by subtraction. Um, I think the receiving core might actually be better this year 
than it has been um, the past couple of years. And you know, we got a lot of we got a lot, a lot of Tavon. That's not saying a lot, Tavon. What's that? Well, no, no, I'm just saying we got we got a lot of young cats that have been sitting behind old veterans, Sammy Watkins, you know, dudes okay. that's on on the bench in, in in the cold tub every week, you know. So these kids that sure. these cats that have been like, you know, getting the uh, reps in practice, they're actually going to get some playing time this year. I mean, I don't put it past us to bring in a veteran receiver late, a la uh, Steve Smith, Anquan Bolden, Derek Mason, you know, something the Ravens mm-hmm. typically do, bringing a um, veteran receiver at the end. But the past couple of years, it just has not served us well, you know, because like I said, mm-hmm. it was Sammy Watkins, he was bad. And then the cat that we got from Philly a couple of years. And ago. y'all, and y'all, and y'all released Miles Boykin, who, who joined the Steelers. Miles Boykin is a blocking tight end. So okay. y'all can have him. <laughs> let, let, let me add one more thing before I go to Big G. Y'all drafted in the fourth round, uh, rookie tight end Charlie Kohler, right? Uh, Iowa State. I like him. He was he was really good at Iowa State last year. You know, Kohler, um, like you say, he was good at Iowa State, but um, don't be surprised if um you see this cat Isaiah Likely, the guy we drafted in the third round. We don't see it. Mm. I, I see him surpassing Kohler and being um, mm. the second uh, move tight end for the Ravens. We got um, um, uh, Boyle back. Nick Boyle. We got Nick Boyle back. Our okay. bone crushing blocking tight end. He's back, you know, from um, his injury. And uh, so he's going to be coming in between Nick Boyle and guy we got, Patrick Ricard, fullback, uh, all pro. Um, two bone crushing blockers coming around the edge. And um, this kid likely, I mean, it's, it's it's mini camp, but he's been really showing off as far as like catching deep passes, diving passes, one-handed catches. So I expect um, between uh, Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely to tear up the middle of the field, um, Devin Duvernay underneath, and Bateman. It's it's. Just just watch and stay tuned. The running, the passing game is going to be much improved this year. Like you said, they ain't saying much for the Ravens, but okay, just well, stay hey, tuned. Well, 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 I think I think Baltimore might run like Big G said, thirteen and fourteen personnel with all those with with, with really the tight ends being their best receivers. I mean, you you can get some from Bateman and, and Duvernay, but mm-hmm. but overall as as a as a unit, the tight ends are better than the receivers. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with the scheme we run too, anyway, because right. you know, like you said, it's going to be run pass option, and you know, either Lamar's coming out there with the ball, Gus coming out there with the ball, or um, uh, J.K. Dobbins coming out with the ball. So, I mean, it's it's all scheme, but uh, you know, we're going to find a way to pass the ball too. Okay, Big G. So take about three minutes, man, because we're going to have to wrap this up. We're trying to stay under the hour mark. we got about seven or eight minutes to go. So, Big G, what do you think about the Steelers receiving a tight end room? Tell me what you think, man. I know, I know you won't hold back. Man, for all them Steelers fans out there, remember a few years ago when we had that crew running around called Young Money? <laughs> this Young Money Part 2, baby boy. <laughs> this Young, young Money, money part, part 2. Part 2. We well, when I'm telling you, we got that. Wait, 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 we, wait! Young, young, young money was Antonio Emmanuel Brown. Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, Mike, Mike Wallace. Wallace. Yes, this okay. young money part two: Miles Austin, George Pickens, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. Come on, man! We got the toughest, baddest, coldest, fastest young receivers in the whole freaking NFL. Matter of fact, they all I gonna think, get paid when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done, all of them is getting huge contracts. They might not all end up with the Steelers because that's exactly what happened to Young Money. Young Money got shifted and pushed all over the place. But when they was all together in Pittsburgh, they was money. Hey, so, hey, hey, it, hey, 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 Big G, saying that, I think it's a lot of similarities because you remember you remember Pittsburgh, the Steelers, we offered Mike, Con- Mike Wallace a big contract. But he, yep. he wanted more, and then they gave that money to Antonio Brown. Correct. So Correct. I think the same thing happening with Deontay Johnson this year. Correct. Correct. I think Chase, Clay, Chase Claypool will take whatever they're willing to give him. That's right. And then, and, and then George and, Pickens is coming along in a couple years with, with Calvin Austin. Oh, George Pickens, George Pickens is going to light it up this year. 
I, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you guys, he was might be the most underrated player picked in the NFL draft. Go back and watch the tape. He had a trash quarterback at Georgia. And go back and watch the tape of some of yes, the spectacular catches, some of the spectacular catches that that young fella played, made, man. Him and Miles Austin is a walking go route. This kid is a 4-2-6, 40-yard dash. You can put him in a slot. You can run him back across the zone. And if he gets one-on-one with a linebacker or your third corner, it's my famous words, adios muchachos. Let's get to the house. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm trying to tell you, and, and the most underrated one, who the one that I ain't going to give a lot of props to, but it's really the dog, is Fire Move. Can you imagine? Listen, now you got Pickens, Claypool, Deontay Johnson in the slot. You run up Fire Move, you run him across the zone. If the safety don't move, he's one-on-one with a corner. Run it up the seam, throw it right up the seam, man. If he catches it clean, he's to the house. He's to the house. So Pittsburgh has a, a great opportunity to get that young money thing jumping off again in Pittsburgh. Not to mention that there's a couple of guys I really like on the offense, that, and one of them is our our defense, Haywood's little brother that came Turner, from Turner, Michigan State. It came Turner. from Michigan State. I look for that kid really to do something really good. Wide is always a good guy that can be played in the passing game, but them Steelers young money with those five guys I just named, Man, AFC, y'all better look out. Y'all better look out. I like that dog with the Steelers' young money, though. I like that. How they going to get the ball if your quarterback is on his back the whole game? Y'all, <laughs> hey, y'all hey, offensive exactly. line is questionable. Like, it's it's, on, it's one, one it's 1,001, 1,002. Get rid of the ball. This ain't Ben Roethlisberger trying to – the days of Ben Roethlisberger is over. This ain't Ben Roethlisberger holding on to the ball, waiting for somebody to come open. It's 1,001, 1,002, or scramble. Because in the out. scramble game, the wide receivers is going to get open. There's nobody staying with I, uh, with, with uh, Austin. There's nobody staying with him. Really, yeah, quietly, man. there's nobody staying with Deontay Johnson. Not really. Not if he's scrambling around. There's nobody in the division can stay with him. See, I missed the whole Cleveland de- – I missed the whole defenses one, but I'm telling you that- – yeah, okay. Same, we'll see how this goes when you come to hey, bro, and we, I, we come to Pittsburgh. One one thousand, two one thousand. All right, nuts in your face. Hey, man, right, try hey, again. Man. I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this. We can really wrap up because because we, you know, we gotta give give, give you guys your final thoughts. But I, but Andre, my, my my Miles Garrett is soft, man. He gonna be hurt. He gonna be hurt. Okay. Well, you remember the remember to the last Pittsburgh Steelers that said he was soft. <laughs> Who ain't never gonna see no parts of the field ever again outside of preseason. Right. You might as well go and pack it up. Hey, hey, go hey, hey, hey big, big G, real quick, I want to know your take on, on Miles Boykin. Does he make the team? Because he was a Baltimore Raven, now he's going, now he's with Steelers. Does he make the team as a fifth or sixth receiver for Pittsburgh? He possibly could make the fifth, but Gunnar Oleski from the New England Patriots might end up being our fifth guy, and I can look for that kid possibly to be a kickoff returner or a punt returner and play a lot on special teams. So if Boykin is willing to play the special teams role as a gunner. Oh, he is. That, that, that's, that's what he's best at. Yeah, as a gunner, maybe, maybe. But he's going to fight with Olinsky from the New England Patriots for that fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth receiver on the roster. Definitely. Okay, Ritzburg on. What's up, bro? But hey, man. So now we're just gonna close real quick. I'm gonna ask y'all, how do you see this division playing out? So Ritzburg right here says the Steelers will win the North. He's obviously biased. Not saying they won't, but I know Ritzburg is a Steeler fan. You got the Ravens second, the Bengals third, and that obviously puts the Browns at fourth. It says the Browns are a joke. Wow. Mm. So what? What do you guys think? We'll, we'll go to you, Andre, first, since he called the Browns a joke. I mean, <laughs> my Browns are not a joke. <laughs> but we we got too many questions on, 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 on the places we need. When you look at the look at the uh, the amounts of points needed to win games in the NFL, I mean, uh, in our division alone, we were number three. We were only ahead of Pittsburgh by what point? I think we Point three points ahead of Pittsburgh as far as scoring, and we're still questioning more the quarterback position. We're still questioning more the key receiver position. So a joke? We're not a joke. We just need some help. So, so how, so how, how do you see the division playing out this year? 
I think that we'll finish ahead of Pittsburgh. Mm. You've, 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 we've never finished last in the division and you've never won a division. I just want you to know that. I don't see us winning a division this year. No, you've never won. So don't worry about that. Shut your <laughs> mouth. But talking about right we, now. We, we, we've never finished last. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't say y'all were finishing last. I know we'll finish ahead of y'all. No, we finished third. That means y'all got to finish second. I finish said, third. I didn't say if y'all were going to finish last, but we're going to finish it. If y'all finish second, then we're going to win the division. Okay. Y'all finish third, then we'll win second. If y'all, we're okay. going to finish ahead of Pittsburgh. That's, that's, not, that's the wish every year, but okay. Tavon, <laughs> well, how, how do you see this division playing out? Um, I th- I see uh, the Ravens um, first place. Um, oh my gosh! Probably um, ra- between Ravens and Cincinnati fighting it out for um, the division championship, and um, I see Pittsburgh and Cleveland in a race like two turds in the toilet bowl. See who flushes mm-hmm. out last. So mm-hmm. that's what I see for Pittsburgh hey, and Cleveland. Hey, um, hey Tavon, hey, quick question: Who who? Who finished last last year? That would be the Ravens. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is this is this is New Year. You okay. Know? I mean, it would, it would take catastrophic measures for us so to you finish said, last again. So, so you you said the Ravens and Bengals battling out for first, right? And the Steelers and Browns down at the bottom, going battling for last. Battling for last. Okay. Mm. I I think Baltimore finishes last. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> Big D. Give us your I, take. So I say that the this is going to be a very hard fought division. I think the top of the division could possibly be 11 and 6, 10 and 7, and the low man in the division could be 8 and 9, 9 and 8. That's how close. Yeah. I think it's going to be a one or two game separation amongst all four teams. Right now, I would have to give the Bengals the nod just because they have the one X factor that nobody else in the division has. Joe a seasoned veteran quarterback that's made it to the Super Bowl. I give him the nod over Lamar Jackson because when it gets cold and playoff comes and team can sit down on that film, that 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 scheme's not going to work for Baltimore. However, the team that has the biggest upside is Pittsburgh because they're young. So the whole division could oh, be where, Come on. Where, where you could see <laughs> a, 11, 11 and 6, 11 and 6 division winner, maybe a 10 and 7 second place, a 9, a nine and 8 third place in an eight nine four place but right now i would give the Bengals number one i would probably go steelers two i would go ravens three and i would go browns four right now and the browns the only reason why they're fourth is because the uncertainty with deshaun watson if i knew for sure watson was going to play the full 17 games i would have the browns ranked higher okay and and, and brisbane owen has you see what he has at the Browns 0 and 17? Right. Andre laughed at that, and I, I I don't believe that. But the Browns have been 0 and 16 before, so it's I mean it's it, it's feasible. Mm. Not this year. And somebody get Brisbane some tea and scrumpets and tell them to have a seat somewhere. <laughs> Come on now, 0 and 17, really? <laughs> okay, well, fellas, man, I want to thank y'all for joining me, man. It's been it's been fun. We've got a lot of positive comments in the live chat. People like the format, like everybody talking about their teams. It's just a back and forth among us. So I appreciate you guys joining us. And you know, the 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 invites always open. I mean, if if, if we want to we want to do this again, we can. I'm gonna give you let give you guys a heads up and let you know. And we'll we'll see what we talk about next. But I- anybody got any closing parting shots or anything you want to say about your teams before we get out of here? Baltimore finishes last in division because of that's who not your division. team, Andre. I don't that's care. I want him to know. I don't like him. And I, I don't like you. <laughs> man, he's up. He's upset, man. Hey, but listen. I, I mean, I, I, I like how the screen format lays out where Baltimore is over top of Cleveland, where they belong at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so even the computer knows what's up. <laughs> Big G, anything from you, man? Man, I can't leave the show without giving one last call to them Cleveland Browns and telling you what they season going to look like. Dumpster <laughs> fire. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns NFL season is dumpster fire. Get ready oh, for wow. it. Cute, cute. Oh, cute. oh, and, and I'm, I'm calling this. I'm calling this. Baker Mayfield beats the Browns 
Week oh, one starter. As absolutely. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Get out of here. He ain't even starting. He ain't not starting. Uh, you don't think he's going to start? I th- well, that's another show. I think I, I, he better beat out Sam Darnold, though. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, nah, so thanks again and appreciate you guys joining us this week. Me and Big G about to jump off and get on the Know It All podcast in about the next 15 minutes. So come on over there on YouTube, the Know It All podcast. Be sure to check out all the BTSC podcasts on the Steeler Family Network of podcasts. Uh, tomorrow you got Jeff Hartman's uh, We Ride, Ride or Die. You got tomorrow evening The Hangover with Brian Anthony Davis, Shannon White, and Tony Defio. The Scobro Show on Tuesday. You, you, you guys know the know the uh, the routine with all these different podcasts and shows. You get all your Steeler information. But every Sunday we do this for the North, where we talk about the entire division. So thank you guys for joining us. And until next week, here we go, Steelers. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> That, that 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 was a little scrubby dog. That's who the dog pound? Man, turn this thing off, man. Turn it off. I ain't got time for this. <laughs>